Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Roger Roger. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. We're going to talk another exciting episode of Roger Roger. Yeah, I like these episodes. Yeah. We're doing a pitching show and movies ideas to each other. That's right. You know, we're in the new age of Star Wars television, the dawn of a golden era, if I have anything to say about it. And there's so many new ideas being tossed around, so many shows in production. Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan, Ahsoka. uh, Acolyte. Acolyte, these ones that are like non-canon, hypothetical things. Like all these. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, all of these very promising shows and ideas and you know what uh, Derek and I have a few ideas to add we to the mix pitch. yeah we could throw in with the best of them Charles. yeah you know we can come up with ideas anyway <laughs> <laughs> and that is what we're here to do today we know we have a couple prepared uh, we're just gonna bounce some ideas off of each other see what sticks and yeah, I'm just excited to to get into it. Yeah, well, you know, since you're so excited, Charles, you want to go first? Oh, you're going to put me on the spot yeah, to go first. Yeah, switching it up, switching Very it up. Very well. I shall go first. And here's the situation, guys. Like, What do we got? I, when, you know, we've been watching the prequels uh, when we're not watching The Bad Batch here on Roger Roger Podcast. And we've had these discussions multiple times about the very interesting but underserved, like, political differences amongst and philosophical differences amongst the Jedi in the prequel era. And to me, one of the one of the characters that I always really liked and liked even more in the rewatch was Qui Gon Jinn, mm-hmm. and I thought man i would love to see more of this guy and i always thought his philosophy on the jedi was one that kind of persevered through all of these movies and he was his philosophy was interesting in a lot of ways and it made me wish that we got to see more of that you know i felt like the prequels could have used a little more context and a little more of this idea of the jedi menace that we had talked about Mm -hmm. this idea that the jedi were not these perfect action heroes that the movies were pressured into making them while still being like hey there's this idea that like closing yourself off to your feelings is actually a bad thing and maybe we have lost our way a little bit and the and, and things like that and what better way to do that than to have like a Qui-Gon show set like way back and maybe not when he's a padawan but like maybe he like just becomes a master when nice. the show starts cuz then you have Dooku while he's still you know, on Jedi, the, yeah. while he's still a Jedi, which I think was Dooku's another one I think got a little shortchanged in Definitely. the uh, in the movies, and I would love to see him fleshed out more. Um, you get more Yoda, you get Mace Windu, you get this whole yeah. Council of Jedi, and you get to have you get to see these debates play out. You get to see one of these golden ages of the Jedi Council, I guess, where they're full running operational, and you get to see the warning signs of the Jedi losing their way, kind of. You can have characters like Mace Windu and like Yoda 
becoming more and more politically involved. More bureaucratic almost. More bureaucratic. You can see characters like Dooku and Qui-Gon being kind of disenfranchised by the whole thing. You could even tease sifo You could tease Obi-Wan. Like mm-hmm. all these threads that I feel like were really like could have used more development in the prequels, all these plot lines like Dooku and Qui-Gon and the Jedi menace and sifo and like all these things that were like just kind of thrown on us that, that we had to take at face value in the movies right. to get to the fun parts uh, could be recontextualized and developed in great depth through a TV show from the perspective of Qui-Gon, call it Qui-Gon and I would love that. I think that would be so exciting. And then maybe you could weave in like the Palpatine at the very early stages recruiting Maul if you wanted to. You don't have to even go there, but it could be fun to see. And people want to see like the lurking empire always is kind of like something that Star Wars likes to see throughout every story they tell. So that's, you could have the lurking empire in, in that sense. But just to take a step back and show kind of the the changes happening in the Jedi Council from these monk-like beings to these uh, political uh, beings would be an interesting one and would bring would recontextualize a lot of Star Wars and a lot of Anakin's story as well definitely and, and kind of bring some more um, kind of bring in, more of this like well maybe the situation was a lot more complicated than good versus evil maybe there was some mistakes made by the jedi in multiple times which the prequels touch on and i love them for that but i want more you know it only makes me want more and i think a guaigon show is the way to do it guys let's make it happen i i think that would be a really cool idea especially because it hits on a lot of the themes that are in uh in the sequels mm-hmm. um luke casting away the jedi you know coming to terms with wow they were really flawed right and that showing kind of the downfall of the jedi or not maybe not downfall but yeah downfall but um from the point of view of a jedi and his master who kind of don't agree with everything they're already they're pretty much like what 50 60 years ahead of where everything ends up they know this is not either not sustainable or it's not really in tune with the force you know, which right. leads to, and like, you know, everybody knows that plus Sidious's influence lead to them losing their connection with the Force more and more as time progresses. Exactly. And you get to see this idea of, look, there's this old Jedi, there's way of being a Jedi, there's the sacred text, there's this idea mm-hmm. of being kind of neutral. And Qui-Gon was like not really at odds with the council but he was always kind of aloof yeah and you know we can touch touching more on that i think would be so interesting and you know quicon was one of the first people to be able to like reach out you know from the dead to the living kind of thing right so this deep force connection and you know maybe it would be funny to get into like deep into midichlorians and all this force stuff because he's the one that kind of spoke midichlorians into the star wars universe it's like maybe we can like i think you just acknowledge that and go in hard and like try and make it a thing that would be funny make it a Um, thing that actually makes (laughs) sense yeah i would like that yeah and then you get to see light side dooku 
which mm-hmm. I think would be super interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I, I always wanted a lit. You know, I I think there's a couple of fan explanations that because um, I always one of the things I always liked about the Force in the original movies is that with training and with mindfulness and with um, a connection to the spiritual or metaphysical, anybody could use the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, some would obviously be the Luke's, and some wouldn't. But right. anybody could, and that kind of went away with the midichlorian, which is kind of a bummer. Not everybody could be a Jedi, and I, I, I like the idea of a couple of fan theories saying like your midichlorian count kind of gives you your upper limit. Yeah, your mostly. potential. Yeah, but if with training, anybody could really be some. Maybe not. They couldn't lift a plane. But right. they could do something, kind of like the guy in Rogue One. Uh, I am one with the Force. The Force is with <laughs> me. The, I am, cause, and he he wasn't Force sensitive, but he obviously had something going on there. You know? Yeah, maybe he had a low midichlorian count, right. but he was able to be one. And midichlorians are in, in everything. Own way. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I like that idea, and maybe a show like this could develop that a little more, and not retcon, but right. give a new no, perspective. The on whole it. point, yeah, cool. the whole point is not to retcon, but right. just to add more context to the prequels, which I think would be super interesting. And we yeah. can also explore more of these force powers that have been tossed around. I think Qui Gon, yeah. as being someone who is super committed to the force, like big picture the force not so much concerned about sides or anything like that uh he could be we could get more context around some of these question mark things that we have about the force like force healing that we saw in the sequel trilogy oh, don't and, touch force healing. yeah and midichlorians <laughs> and you know all this other like what's happening here could potentially be explored in a like I can see a bunch of scenes where, you know, Qui-Gon's like meditating, practicing, using Mm -hmm. different, experimenting with the force and, you know, doing some of these breakthrough force like things, maybe with Dooku and with Yoda, you know, the three of them in a room all on the same side, having these debates would be very interesting and seeing Dooku as a good side guy, get a light side user, getting along right. with everybody, but you you see the cracks starting to form, yeah. and you start to have more of a sympathetic view of Dooku than you did before. You're like you know, Dooku wasn't necessarily wrong. You know, that's that's kind of yeah. the goal. I more think, episode for this two, show. Dooku. By three, he's totally nuts. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, even you know, he even. Not long into two, he was revealed to be nuts. But at some point, he was like, "This has been a misunderstanding." Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's things happening. You know, the Empire's infiltrated this and that, and, like yeah. in that interrogation scene with Obi Wan. Yeah, there was a time where he could have been redeemed. Right, he's just so and he wasn't totally gone. Evil. But then yeah, he went. He's yeah, so yeah. obviously. Well, he evil. got too into the dark side, I guess. But yeah, his original I- ideology wasn't horrible. Exactly. So the goal is to bring some more sympathy into Dooku's arc. And, like, I think the goal for this show would be to communicate the idea that, like, look, Dooku wasn't entirely wrong. He was evil and not right, but he wasn't entirely wrong. Kind of like a Thanos situation (laughs) where it's like, (laughs) look, Thanos obviously wrong, but there's this kernel of it that you can kind of um, understand. And I think that's something we need from Dooku. I think that's something we need from the Empire. And what um, pushed him to go to extremism. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the Empire is obviously evil, but I do want to see some more of this. Well, it's, you know, not entirely 
you know, it's based on these kernels of truth and it's these things that the Jedi chose to ignore that caused the Empire or, you know, the Sith to to thrive and to grow and become more powerful. Right. So that's just something I'd want to see. You can see Jedi Council meetings. We can be introduced to some of these, you know, older Jedi that were sitting on the council that we didn't really get to watch develop in a lot of ways. Kaimundi, Plo Koon, right. uh, Beep you know, like all these characters <laughs> we can see come back. Um, we can see, you know, if we wanted to, um, I'm wondering like who could be the antagonists here, but you don't uh, necessarily Qui-Gon was always need going off on missions and things, so yeah. he could do all kinds of stuff like out in the world that kind of test his connection to the Force, and yeah, you know, we can focus more on like studying uh, the Force and bringing more lore about the Force into into the popular culture. I was going to ask, what mm-hmm. level of action are we dealing with here? Because um, if we have this many, I understand the concept of the show is not an action show, and it's very interesting, and I really like what you're saying. But the thing is, with this many lightsabers around, we're gonna want to see some lightsabers. Yeah, and that's the thing because there's no droid really army fit. yet. Yeah. There's no empire yet. Like Maul doesn't show up until Episode One, and this show takes place before that. So we would have to bring characters into the fold and we can make up an enemy it could be anything it could be like just random missions throughout the galaxy that the council sends Qui-Gon on Mm -hmm. uh, whether they're you know things like the huts or other smugglers or uh, maybe there's some kind of strife going on and maybe that could be the thing like there's the missions that he's sent on are getting more and more selective and have more and more of an agenda. And, right. he, you know, that that could be part of it. Like, he get occasionally gets sent on missions that involve him, you know, like Mandalorian style, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this random occupying force in this small village. Like, go handle it. Or, oh, go be a delegate for this guy or whatever. And, you know, we could find a, a villain if we want to make one and i think you, you don't need to, an overarching one really but it would be like it could service the plot i i just think it would be interesting for you know dooku and guagon and, and then maybe you know we get to see dooku having the falling out and leaving yeah. um and we could be processing that we can see the beginnings of training with obi-wan which would be really cool to go through his like like how he's discovered and trained uh, up until episode one because it's like where did Obi-Wan come from (laughs) like like what was he like as a child like those kinds of things would be funny to see him you know and then we got the Obi-Wan show coming out so it would be like a little tie in there a little tie in there so it's like you get his whole life story basically every second of it (laughs) will have been (laughs) aired and shown by that point Uh, so yeah I, I don't know. That's my that's I like my it. pitch. I just, you know, these were characters that I really liked that I, I wanted to see more of and raised interesting questions about the Jedi that I think in today's day and age is a conversation we're really excited to have. Like, yes, Jedi are cool and they're action heroes and we love them. But, you know, they were kind of, you know, they, they weren't perfect in 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 the prequels and this would kind of touch on that and it would bring Qui-Gon more seriously into the fold and, you know, reaffirm his place. Like, look, this is the guy that invented like, 
talking <laughs> from the other side, basically. Like this was a guy well, so in tune it. with the force. Yeah. yeah, yeah, reinvented it and so neutral in his in his position on the force that he was able to achieve this kind of enlightenment before anyone else in this era. And I think giving him more props and building him up to be more like that guy and recontextualizing him in Star Wars history would be super, super interesting. And then to have Obi-Wan and stuff would bring baby Obi, you know, bring him into it. (laughs) (laughs) You need a baby character if you're going to, if you're going to thrive here, baby Obi could be one. And yeah, I just think it would be, it would be fun. Yeah, it's a great idea. Plus, I was thinking we could even get some flashbacks to Yoda training Dooku. That could be interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yoda, Dooku, and we could maybe if we get to see more duels there, just in training of like... Well, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. We could get sparring duels, you know? Oh, we yeah. could see Yoda doing something crazy. Oh, Dooku yeah. perfecting his form, mm-hmm. um, teaching Obi-Wan, you know? We could get some really cool... You know, yeah, if there's they no... Say, like, yeah. Dooku's an accomplished duelist. He can do all these things. Like, well, let's see him... Yeah, maybe they have a tournament, you know? Yeah, let's see him beat a up training tournament. Windu, you know? <laughs> like, let's yeah. see it. Because... To me, I always loved Dooku, but he became, like, he he drew this weird line of, like, okay, he's, like, one of these many characters in the Sith. He's there with Grievous and Maul and uh, Asajj Ventress and uh, Palpatine and he's, you know, he was a Jedi and he's not. He was conflicted and he's not. He's trying to play both sides and he's not. You know, sometimes he's, like, the mustache-twirling villain, so... I wanted to see more from him. I liked him in the Clone Wars, but by that point, he was like obviously just like evil general guy. But right, um, I'd love to see him as a light force user, you know, succeeding and being really strong and not being afraid to clash with someone like Yoda and Mace Windu. Yeah, no, I think it's a winner. Nice. Qui-Gon the show coming eventually <laughs> to Disney+. <Plus. laughs> Maybe one day. And it's At good because they could recast to everybody it. too, you know. That's it, right, because they'll be younger. younger. Yeah. yeah, they don't want Liam. You don't have to get Liam Neeson to play. As, to play, Qui-Gon. yeah. You can just get a younger guy who mm-hmm. looks like Well, expect, you know, Christopher Lee, unfortunately, you know. Yeah, so. Christopher Lee, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he'd be way younger now too, so it would be it would Well, be he's dead. Well, the actor is dead. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean. you'd 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 need a way younger actor to play. Well, that's what I'm saying. All Dooku. of it, you know, it doesn't matter where they are in their life right now. They need to be recast anyway. Right. And if anybody's still alive, they could maybe do a flash forward to them to get them in the show. Because I'd love to see all of them. I'd love to see Liam Neeson, maybe as a Force ghost. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Liam Neeson in a the Force future, ghost. Or maybe or in like yeah. the Obi Wan show, we can get. I that. have to imagine he's going to be in that yeah. <laughs> because maybe Obi Wan can like teach him how to you know manifest the body, kind practice of this. Yeah, practice this thing that Obi Wan went on to use with right. Luke. It's like you'd have to think because there was some point where Yoda was like, "I've talked to Qui Gon," like in Episode Three. Or mm-hmm. something like that. And then we know Obi-Wan went off to do some meditation. So it would make sense that he's talking to Glycon this whole time. Oh, no, that's canon. That happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we haven't seen it in film. We uh, Not in films. But I think we saw a little in Clone Wars, didn't we? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. But it was, you know, I, I think we'll see more of it in this Obi Wan show. Yeah, all the more reason to have a Qui Gon show in development right now. Yeah, let's get <laughs> <laughs> double the uh, double the Obi Wan. Yeah, 
double the Obi Wan twice the fun. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> That's what Dooku says. <laughs> All right. Double the pride. <laughs> twice the something. <laughs> I forget Dooku's line. We're great at quotes. Yeah, it was just kind of a platitude thing that didn't make any sense, but it, was, it sounded cool. It's a Lucasism. Twice the fall. So what do you got for me, man? I'm ready. So I have two. I'm thinking if you did a show, I'm going to go. I have a show and a movie. I'm going to go okay. with my movie. Okay. So if you listen to Roger Roger every once in a while, you mm-hmm. know I've said... I think Star Wars is more of a fantasy than a sci-fi. It's got a sci-fi mm-hmm. setting, sci-fi pieces, mm-hmm. but the story is real. It's not super sci-fi story. It's right. more of a fantasy story, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. That's just it's a cool kind of meshing of genres, in my opinion. Right. So I was thinking we kind of go more of a traditional sci-fi route, but mm-hmm. instead of doing sci-fi fantasy, sci-fi horror as a movie. Which is not something mm. I would, you know... Scary Star Wars. Scary Star Wars. So I was thinking we maybe um, edge of the galaxy somewhere. Because most of the, the planets and systems in Star Wars are very developed. But uh-huh. in a lot of sci-fi, like in Star Trek or Doctor Who, they go to a planet in the middle of nowhere. Nobody's around for um light years even further than light years and it's very hard to get to could be in the wild space unknown regions super far out on the outer rim outside of hyperspace lanes something like that where like a small research team is outpost next to a black hole studying it or or on a planet made of diamonds you know something really weird Mm sci-fi so they get a distress signal two jedi are in the area because we got to get jedi in it oh yeah um yeah uh, two Jedi in the, are in the area, and they have to kind of try to save whoever's giving the distress call on this really sci-fi, you know, stereotypical planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let's go like a monster movie, I think. It could be scary. It, we mm-hmm. could do um, like an actual alien entity that nobody's ever heard of on the planet that's busting through the base, scaring people. Uh, eating people, whatever, or we could do something more uh, psychological. Maybe they uncovered a Sith temple, and there's a Sith ghost type, a Force ghost type thing. Um, And it's basically just a horror movie, a traditional monster movie in the Star Wars genre. And then, you know, we could even go a little further than that. Do an homage, they get off the planet, do a little homage to Alien on a ship. And I have, so I have, I have a little further in the plot, but I'm going to hear what your first thoughts are. Okay. At what time frame are we in in Star Wars canon? I was thinking, um, pre prequels, but not by much, because yeah, because depending it, but it really doesn't matter. It could be certainly any time as long as they're a Jedi. Yeah, I like the idea of a scary Star Wars and just making two new. Jedi characters yeah, because Jedi. then you don't know like they could die in this right <laughs> we don't know who they are they could be anyone and then you can create a fun monster to put in the story it's interesting we've always seen Star Wars as like this family friendly entity and then to kind of branch off and hit these niche pockets of like horror 
would be uh, i think it would be exciting you know it's like oh we yeah. get to see star wars in 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 new forms taking on new taking on new elements of of fiction cinema, like really yeah, of, yeah cinema and and just kind of permeating like, like something for adults because a lot of people mm-hmm. have you know grown up with star wars since the 60s and now it's it's just totally something totally different is all yeah you know? totally total change it would be interesting to try and market that and be like kids don't watch this <laughs> yeah. yeah i know well, you i mean star wars, you could, but there are a lot of monster movies that are like pg-13 you know i watch uh, I, like alien i i feel like i watched that when i was like 11 or something so you could watch it it's not <laughs> it's not that scary yeah i mean <laughs> but um but so you could branch off one of two ways so depending if it was just a traditional like a like a physical alien monster you can kind of do a little homage to alien in they get into a shuttlecraft or they get away they think they're safe but it's on board right you know and they have to that's like the third act or the second act something like that Mm -hmm. and you could progress from there one of them survives or two of them survive and they kill the alien and they you know on their way back they're trying to find their way back from the middle of nowhere to a hyperspace lane so they can actually get back home that's one plot now if we went the other way where they kind of make it a little creepy instead of just straight um monster movie where they uncover a sith temple and they awaken something that they shouldn't have and there's maybe it's a more of a possession type thing yeah and it goes that way and they don't know who is possessed and that goes further it's oh they escape because they maybe they had to kill the guy that they thought was possessed or that guy we we talked about sith temples in your tv show idea last time of course sound underworld which yeah i really liked and Mm -hmm. to me after watching the uh sequel trilogy there's a lot of more spooky elements that were introduced exactly. about the Sith that we've never gotten before mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form until, like, episode, you know, what is it, nine? nine? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I let's, you know, learn more about that. And it is kind of spooky. And to wrap oh, yeah. it in a spooky, scary uh, movie to be like, oh, wow. And I think it's kind of like... You don't know until the, like towards the very very end that there's Sith connotations to what's happening. Right. So that's what I I was I was going. So maybe right. they don't know what they found, and the Jedi are kind of they're using the Force a little. They're you know stuff like that, but it's more of a psychological horror than a monster movie. And right. maybe the end result is this is why I said pre prequels. Maybe this entity is trying to get to Naboo. Mm. It wants to meet up with Palpatine. Maybe Palpatine sent out this um, exploration force or s- kind of led the Jedi there. You know, it could be early in his um, career. Maybe it was a way for him to find a holocron to develop his powers even further so he could, you know, blind the Jedi more. You know, it could build into his overarching plot, something mm-hmm. like that. And it could be at the very end. Like, they finally think they're fine and they land on Naboo and the senator comes out and he's like i'll take the i'll hide all i'll take care of this you go to the medical bay you know and then he just like shutters everything off away you know could be something like that it could be i i feel like going to naboo and meeting palpatine is a bit too on the nose on the nose i think you know they're in the dark they don't know where they are and it and it's revealed that they're in a sith temple and then like 
you could at some point at the end just like fade to black fate unknown for these characters it's like yeah, they're just in the caverns of this of this um temple although i mean star wars was founded on the idea of having hope and being hopeful <laughs> but uh, yeah but if we were making totally, a real departure yeah. then you would make this a hopeless endeavor and so that would be very bold of this is going to be a harder sell i think well to, you uh, could do a rogue one-esque ending where they maybe the the entity or the monsters on the ship and they have to take down the ship to save it from getting to a populated world or something That's true. and you just rogue one it where um the hope is we save the day for this system but we have to sacrifice ourselves you know fly right. it into a black hole or you know who knows right the hope yeah the hope we got in rogue one was that the plans made their way to Leia. so yeah you could Leia. work in something like that if you wanted to so it's not just totally uh, depressing <laughs> yeah but i think it's like look we've seen you know we've gotten some distress calls from the outer rim we sent some guys we haven't heard from them time to send in the jedi the jedi are like let's do this thing mm-hmm. they are investigating and it becomes like an alien predator type situation <laughs> where they're surviving and they go spelunking, and it reveals some sort of Jedi, or not Jedi, some 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 Sith cult, uh, yep. temple of doom situation, and whether they get out or not is unknown. And you get to see more of this kind of like mythical origin of the Sith, yeah. and uh, this idea that there is some creepy Sith stuff going on beyond just like red lightsabers and force lightning it's like yeah because oh, there's, there's a lot this evil all juju this, involved mm-hmm. <laughs> there's all the sith alchemy stuff maybe the monster is a creation of sith alchemy and it's like a you know a horrific alien type thing and it should yeah, shouldn't exist but it's existed of, for a thousand years under there or something yeah i don't know if there's some kind of i don't know if sith priests are a thing or not but you could maybe one of those disciples that are in the robes that we've seen in sith temples. yeah i believe they are right i think so it is a thing maybe well, there's someone religions. who's like a sith priest wannabe who somehow uncovered a temple and is trying to you know maybe they're on the exploration and, team yeah they and, pose and, as a archaeologist and they're actually there to revive find a temple and revive it or something Right, but then whatever they revive gets the horribly gets the best wrong. Of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like they don't know the forces in which they're they're playing with, kind of mm-hmm. a thing, which we've seen. It's a common it's, theme in so, horror yeah, movies too, where it's like you have this guy who's like, "I'm going to awaken like the devil or this demon," yeah. and then the demon immediately just turns on the guy. It's like, yeah. "Thanks." <laughs> it's like, also a trope in a lot of sci-fi movies, so it's right yes. there, you know, in scary sci-fi movies. Where, you know, speaking of aliens, oh, the corporation wants this and we don't care if it's bad. We're going to go for it anyway and then it all goes horribly wrong, you know, so. Right, right. So we could have that going, but then it just makes the Sith seem even more creepy, evil and demonic Mm -hmm. than we had considered in the past. You know, I'm open Mm -hmm. to that. I, I would be shocked if, you know if uh lucasfilms greenlit the project 
but uh, I would we're watch. just pitching. We're just <laughs> pitching them. They're not, I don't think hey, they're going to say yes. You got to pitch these creative mold-breaking ideas to get yeah. the creative juices flowing, right? I, I, I can't see a reason why they wouldn't, though. Other than what do we want to keep it family friendly? Like yeah, I think that's lame. I think you know that everything Star Wars does is something that is something kids can also watch, and I mean even although we episode three you see Anakin like being burned alive, right? And horribly, and the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch have I mean Omega murdered somebody, you know, right. <laughs> and they- she's gambling now. so they skirt the line but the other thing about star wars is i kind of remember like people getting advice from lucas being like lucas said it always has to be hopeful was one of his parting right his parting words so if we're really departing from that uh mission like a hopeful yeah i mean it's not a mainline story it's just a little side story Right. It could maybe could be an episode in that um, bizarro Star Wars TV show that's coming out. <laughs> what's yeah, what's the name would... of it? <laughs> Star Wars Legends? Is that it? Maybe. Or am I making that up? You what's... might be making oh, that up. Uh, Legends is like the year. Yeah, it's like the whole, yeah. Star Wars Legion. No, I don't know. Right. It's. We're still a while out. <laughs> right. I will find it and Google it now. But yeah, it's... Um, like what ifs. Yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the what It's non-canon ifs. stuff. Right, exactly. Or could be canon, but it doesn't really matter. And that could be this. This could be, you know, a, uh, like a an hour-long episode. And you could go through this whole plot. Oh, visions. Really. It's visions. Visions, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Which I would rather in a movie. Like we're going to get something... Soon. In September, oh, yeah. Oh, pretty good. Yeah, that kind of snuck like the under next, the radar. That's like the next show. Yeah. So it could easily be that it could be like, like I said, Doctor Who and Star Trek are both, you know, forty-five minute um, episodes, and they've done stuff like this a billion times, and you can fit it into a cohesive. And on Disney Plus, I guess it would be an hour. It wouldn't even have to have the 45-minute commercial time slot. So you could do it. It could easily be in Visions. And for one episode, that's like a what-if, and you wouldn't have to make it that scary. You kind of make it still. Kids could watch it make it kind of spooky. Right. But um, I, I So I would be fine with that. If, we, if I pitched the movie idea that was actually a horror movie, scary, sci-fi horror... Right. And I got it down to a Visions episode, I'd take it. I think that's a win. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want a big, you know, $100 million movie budget, we'll give no, you... No, see, that's the thing. You wouldn't need a huge budget. Yeah. It's small. Everything's enclosed. All of these, like, old school sci-fi movies where you don't need... You need, like, a cave <laughs> and a ship set. Yeah. And you never have to cut to the alien that often. You use creepy angles. You could do it for the So cheap. you're invoking some of the like monster movie or like classic sci-fi movie charm yes. Yes. of a low budget feature. Okay, you're getting their attention a little bit more. They still might just offer you a animated mil, yeah. animated um oh. because Visions is all anime short films uh from different uh creators from different creators yeah so they might get hey, you one it of those. i still think it's a win yeah i think it would be a win too and i'm excited for it says here nine episodes starting september 22nd nice. of this year so it's coming up man it's like three months away uh bad batch will like be finishing and yeah then, just uh, about then 
maybe a little earlier. Right, exactly. I wonder, yeah, if we got six purpose, more episodes, yes. we get six weeks from now, that's, we'll have, uh, we'll have a, a break. A little break, yeah. We'll have a break. Not long. I, I think, you know, August 13th is the last episode of Bad Batch, I think. And then we'll just have a month of cool down, and then we're in Visions mode, which is exciting. And then a little cool down, and then Book of Boba. Book of Boba, dude, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, December, 2021, that's absolutely right. So man, exciting stuff. And I, you know, these pitches, Star Wars is one of those things that it just invokes so much creativity and so many ideas and so many fun, what if scenarios. I would watch the, I would watch the, the, I'm trying to think of a Star Wars reference here, <laughs> off of the out of these shows, you know. <laughs> I would watch them quite a bit. Yeah, these to me these both sound like winners. I'd really like to watch them. Yeah, I think you know bringing some of that like classic movie cinema experience. You know, that's what made the original Star Wars so fun, and that's like even when you know we've been watching uh, episode three in preparation for you know upcoming episodes of roger roger and just like when it hits you with that logo and the music and like the like the scene transitions like that swipes and swipe in swipe out it's like the music it's such a there's so much charm outside of just the story itself and to like embrace some of those more like classic sci-fi horror movie elements into that and just have fun with it Right, that would be so exciting. And, yeah, and, you could get like a, a a a famous horror old school or old school sci-fi guy, and with a new Star Wars guy together. And mm-hmm. I think both of those ideas, they would just I could picture the writers' room or like even the pitching ideas like at each other. They would just get so pumped, yelling ideas at each other, and they they would love it because these ideas could mesh so well mm. like because like like you said sith creepy demonic mm. horror is already there you know the jedi good guys using two ones you don't know who's gonna die are they gonna survive you know it's just ripe for other genres and i get why they keep it the same but um i think the last time i didn't even mean to do another I, it just came into my head a different genre but i think i did what like a kind of a f- uh, film noir one on coruscant last time you reminded me of which one? Last time on pitching, didn't I say it was more of a detective? I'm trying to remember that episode. Yeah, it was like a noir detective. Yeah. So theme. I think expanding the genre of Star Wars could mm. be really beneficial, and I hope they do that in Visions. And it's right. not, you know, I love more of the same because the same is pretty good, to be honest. Yeah. But a little different stuff would be cool, like very <laughs> different. Yeah, introducing new elements of storytelling from other genres beyond sci-fi and fantasy to create some of these stories would be super cool. I mean, we've seen that with The Mandalorian. It feels like it really invokes some, like, Western, spaghetti Western kind of vibes. definitely. And people have really been enjoying that. So I I think we're going to see more and more of that. I think Star Wars is going to evolve. I think we're going to get different kinds of stories for different kinds of folks. And I do not think we are far from a full-fledged horror sci-fi experience in Star Wars. So, I, yeah. I'm excited. 
I wonder what the themes and the 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 genres of all of these new shows are going to be. Some of them I think you could guess. Like I feel like Ahsoka is going to be action adventure kind of like Mandalorian type thing. Yeah. Um, but visions it could be, each episode could be a different genre. That'd be really neat. Yeah, I mean, Visions can go anywhere and do anything. So it will be interesting to see how creative some of these uh, animated anime studios mm-hmm. get. And yeah, it's, it's it, you know, the Book of Boba. I also see like a gritty action, like crime drama situation. Um, Lando, I could see being kind of like a comedy. <laughs> but they yeah, that said would be what funny. it's like. Uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, we'll, they're keeping we'll a lot to the vest. Yeah, they haven't they haven't gone that far into the future, but just that it's happening. So, mm-hmm. well, they had to reschedule so many things anyway. Oh yeah, you know? I'm yeah. sure they Visions is coming out now because they could actually produce it. Right, you know, in right. A, in, the animators could work from home. Right, and, and so they switched the whole release order up because I think Andor was supposed to be the first show we were getting, uh, besides likely. the Bad Batch, mm-hmm. and I think that's pushed way back because. You can't film, right? So, right. right. So but, they uh, uh, they worked on their toes pretty good. So I'm glad that we're still getting a constant release schedule. I didn't even know Visions was bumped up. It's awesome. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's exciting. So many new ideas, and we hope that you know someone from Lucasfilms is winning, and you guys can have the ideas and run with them. I'm just happy to. To watch it, and I think... Give me an asterisk in the credits, that's all I need. A special thanks, you know, uh, one of those kinds of things Mm -hmm. would be great. But a Qui-Gon show, a sci-fi horror mm, show, you know, the something i'm trying to come up with a title but we, because there's so many things to figure out it's not yeah. quite there just invoking those the themes and those vibes uh would be super fun so looking forward to it and uh until then i think we're good uh, what do you think yeah we've done it all guys two more series in the books that brings us to four now I mean, we've got. I think we did two. Didn't we do two last time each? No, we I think did, we're on six. No, yeah. we, we you did Coruscant Underworld, and I did Jar Jar Binks. Oh, straight sure. to Disney Plus movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And then now I'm doing Qui Gon the series, and you're doing a sci-fi Yet horror to be movie. Named Yet horror to be movie. Named. Sci-fi horror. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Would you be most excited to see, listeners? Was this the Jar Jar Binks straight to Disney Plus movie? <laughs> it, now, it might it, be. Okay, Charles mentioned that to me originally, and I said no. <laughs> it actually, if you haven't heard that episode, you should listen to it because he actually makes a really good case, I've and I was into it. I've thought about it. I've and thought I, yeah. about it, and I, you know, I think it would be fun. It's again, like all of my pitches so far have come from like adding more context to the the prequels. I think the prequels are just a breeding ground for all kinds of creative energy because there's so many more Jedi, there's so many more, you know, lightsaber techniques, force techniques, different characters, right. different ideologies that has just become this fun, like, playground for me to think about, like, the potential of Star Wars. I mean, I love the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy too, but... The characters are so more finite. It's so much more good versus evil in those. 
uh, that it's like okay we we know those stories let's try and like work with right. the the lore that's opened up but i have a, a, a pitch for something i guess the next time we do one of these that Ooh. blows things open in the future that i think would be badass hey. to see it would be tough to i don't know how they would pull it off but you know it's something i would love to see and um but well that's just a tease for next time i'm gonna go into the future next time i'm gonna go into the future (laughs) pitching uh ideas make sure you listen because i also have an idea mine's just more of a funny one it's not as serious but charles sounds like he has i mean mine is like you know it's it's a it's a low-hanging fruit fun thing but it's it's uh <laughs> it's for next time because for now guys i think we've done it all you know you guys are awesome for listening if you want to support the show even more roger roger pod at on twitter and instagram uh find us there give us a follow let us know your thoughts and uh yeah anything else before we wrap it up no we'll see you guys next time goodbye <laughs> Roger, Roger. 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 Roger, 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 Roger.